This is Elizabeth Mamali from the Bristol Doctoral College, and you're listening to PGR Cast, Research in Times of Adversity. In this episode, I'm talking to Jaya, a first-year PhD student from India who is part of Bristol's Quantum Engineering Center for Doctoral Training. Jaya is a science enthusiast that has drawn inspiration from scientific discoveries since her childhood. We touch on a range of topics in our discussion, including what it's like to start a new degree in a new country in the middle of a pandemic, creating a support network in student accommodation, and imposter syndrome in academia. It is a sunny winter day during lockdown. We are both sitting in our homes and talking online. Hello, Jaya. Welcome. I'm, I'm really glad you were able to join me for a chat today. How are you doing? Yeah, thank you so much. I'm really happy to be a part of this podcast. I'm good. Great. So uh, you're doing your PhD in quantum engineering, which sounds very interesting and, and very complex, if I'm honest. Could you, could you tell us a bit more about your topic and what is it that you're researching? All right. So uh, I'm doing a CDT course for quantum engineering, which means it is a four year long program. And the first year is more of training and some modules and uh, three months long projects uh, to get a gist of what PhD would look like. And then we'll spend three years uh, on PhD. And currently I'm in my training year, so I don't have a PhD topic yet decided, but uh, I'm working on satellite quantum key distribution. Um, which is rocket science, yes, and is a cryptography technique to make the communication very secure. Wow, that sounds fascinating and complex indeed. So satellites, have you worked on a similar project before? Uh, I had my bachelor's in electronics and communication engineering back in India. So I had an interest in satellite communication and how things worked. And now doing everything with not bits anymore, but qubits, the uh, quantum information, which is really exciting and more challenging than the regular communication. So yeah, but you know, getting an exposure to work on um, the actual optical ground station for a satellite is giving me a lovely thrill and I'm loving to work on it. So for someone like me that doesn't know much about satellite communications, can you give me an example of what might be um, a potential application? Like how would we use them in, um, in real life? As mobile phones have taken um, all over the world and all of us send a lot of information every day, on social media or on internet or on any other platforms. So all this information uh, has to be kept secured so that no one else can breach into your privacy. So for uh, the common people, it's that privacy is one thing, but for major institutions and let's say the defense and army purposes and even bigger things, this privacy concern is very, very crucial. So. Um, For such information, uh, with the improvement of quantum computers and our computation powers, uh, the information can be stolen and can get into wrong hands. So to avoid that, we are developing a technique uh, which will provide us a very secure communication. And this is called quantum key distribution. So it's a way to make communication more secure 
against powerful computers i guess that's that's the simplest way i can put it in it sounds like an area that has a lot of potential impact and and thank you for um, explaining it so well for someone like me that doesn't have uh, uh, the background so i was also wondering um thank you for telling me more about your research area but in terms of your decision to to pursue a phd how did you get to this point what what made you want to do a phd hmm so since my early childhood i was a science enthusiast and i wanted to forge my career in science um even in my school days i used to participate in various science and innovative engineering competitions and in 2014 i got a chance to represent india for international science and engineering fair which was held at los angeles and there i got to meet dr francis arnold who is a nobel laureate for chemistry and i was so inspired by her and i got to know like nobel laureates are actually real people and science can you know actually make your dreams come true so i was um, so it just you know fueled my enthusiasm and i was like okay i want to become a scientist and i followed the path i did my engineering and then i did an internship last year from austria where i worked on quantum computing and while i was working on my research internship i read uh, various literature and a lot of great projects at university of bristol and the ground breaking work they have been doing in this field so i wrote to one of the uh, phd students here that is there an opportunity for a research internship and they said you can apply for cdt if you want to and i was like yes sure i can but i don't know i mean it looks very expensive and they said that there are potential scholarships as well so you know give yourself uh, a try if you're good enough you'll get a good scholarship and i went with it uh, after all the interviews and the uh, rigorous sessions i made it through and i i feel really blessed to be here and i also have the scholarship the zuchi smith scholarship and yeah i'm so happy to be here i confess i did a little bit of uh, research online uh, in preparation for our, our podcast and i actually saw that you have won a lot of science awards um over the years and i was just wondering what particularly when you were younger what is it that you found attractive about about science and engineering and you said something about it it, it can make your dreams come true yeah science is powerful science is not just related to or limited to any area or any state or a country or a continent whatever you do in science all your work is for everyone is for the mankind so i thought it is the best way to make an impact on the world and uh, so yeah also um, being a kid you know like working on various science competitions and winning prizes it was like wow you know with science for different science competitions you can go around the world um, with science you can meet so many good people and everything you know you can achieve everything you want with science and that's it that's that's how i came in fact i also achieved the national youth award which is the highest youth civilian honor in india for research and innovation so 
for me it was like everything i wanted was with science <laughs> that's uh, really powerful to hear from you know for someone such as yourself who is also a, a new starter to have that kind of drive and and that kind of motivation and i guess for uh, people listening to us Day, I should say that uh, you are just in your first year of study here in Bristol. And like you've mentioned, you're also originally from uh, India, which means you started a new degree in a new city, in a whole new country, uh, in the middle of a pandemic. So can you tell us what was that like for you? Oh, that was um, difficult. But uh, since I did not have anything else to compare it to, because it was my first time studying for so long, um, so away from my home. So I was really excited. And initially, it was very difficult because we have a different accent and getting to understand what other people are trying to say was um, a little difficult. And because of the pandemic, everyone is wearing a mask and you, you just hear a mumbled voice. So yeah, it just kind of made it a bit more difficult. I but know exactly I'm... what you mean. <laughs> the amount of times I've had to, uh, you know, repeat things to people or ask them to uh, repeat what they're saying now when we have that sort of interaction and we're wearing masks. Um, it's, it's a whole new way of learning to communicate. Yeah, exactly. So that was um, one like major uh, problem that I kind of faced. But I'm really happy that... Um, our cohort, like the 10 students um, who get to work in the same office uh, because it's a big office and uh, we can maintain the social distance there and we can work on our desks and we can even you know talk to each other, which was really helpful. And also I live in a student accommodation. So I have a living circle in my uh, flat. And of course, like we share the same kitchen so we can talk to each other. And I love cooking. So yeah, I mean, uh, I missed on the outdoors fun. Everyone says Bristol is really beautiful and, you know, it's a, it has a good nightlife. It has wonderful pubs. It has wonderful outdoor activities. Yeah, I guess I'm missing on them, but it's okay. I'm here for four years. So you mentioned you, uh, you live in the, uh, the student halls. How, how do you support one another during all this? I feel it is, um, it is really helpful to me that I live uh, in a student accommodation because, uh, you know, in the kitchen, you can talk to each other. The other students are also doing their studies and go through similar problems of, um, you know, dealing with online studies because it is new for all of us. So we can, you know, talk about it and then um, we can get to know each other's cultures as well because in our flat uh, we are students from different countries so we get to um, eat different food and yeah we can discuss a lot of things so it's not like we are missing a lot because uh, you know at least we get to interact with someone which is really important during these pandemic days. Yeah it's been such a, a, a surreal experience for everyone what we have been going through, but I think for university students, it has been particularly challenging because university life and then all the campus interaction for those that are studying locally, they're normally at the, the very center of student experience. So it's really good to hear that you've managed to um, settle through all this and that you've had you know, a good network through your cohort, but also through your community at your student halls. And I think you said earlier, you love to cook. So I was wondering what 
what um what is it that you enjoy cooking the most oh so back at home i you know like in india most of the girls they they cook and i used to cook really well the indian food and when i came here with my flatmates now i can bake very well i uh, yesterday i made a carrot cake so yes wow. i have learned baking and some italian food and yeah so uh, we we really enjoy the british breakfast we love it <laughs> oh you you have a whole uh, repertoire of your menu sounds uh, really international now yeah <laughs> um cuz i assume you miss the wonderful indian food i don't know have you identified any uh, any good indian restaurants in bristol um well i like to cook um uh, so you know most of the times whatever i want to eat i get all the ingredients nearby yeah. and i can cook and yeah Home i mean even in the flat, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that you um that you miss about home oh i was really homesick at a point uh in november uh, when it was like the time of all the festivals back in india dushera and diwali and i was really missing because it was my first time that i was not home for diwali but i'm so happy that in our cohort uh, we managed to have a little um, it was not a party but uh, yeah a little gathering to celebrate diwali which was really lovely and uh, so none of my cohort mates uh, are from india or asia so it was really nice to see everyone respecting your culture and that feeling of inclusion it was wonderful and also in the flat uh, we cooked some indian food on diwali and yeah we we celebrated it which was uh, which was really nice It sounds like you you've been having a, a good experience despite um despite being a bit homesick which I would say everyone is in you know, all international students at one point or another go through uh, this and perhaps even more so now in the current circumstances well from your experience of of living in Bristol this past few months even under this strange circumstances is there anything that you have particularly enjoyed either about the city or about the university I am really enjoying everything about our uh, coursework because it is very well structured and uh, it is really informative it does not give you a lot of time to uh, you know think much you're always learning but also i really enjoy the fact that it's you know the weather is really gloomy every day almost and then it's sunny and when it's sunny it's like a holiday it's like it's sunny every sunny day is a sunday and you feel like going out and flying your little plane or i don't know like taking a walk or running exercising it's just so nice the way you know we are waiting here for sun and when the sun comes out everyone goes out yeah i feel the same way and you know i i come from a mediterranean country and we get a lot of sun but in some ways i feel that because the sun is a a rare a rarer treat here in the uk uh, yeah. people seem to make the most of it which is good to see yes so i also know from a past conversation that you are a runner and you enjoy long walks do you have any any routes that you would recommend to you know new uh, phd students or pgrs that don't know the city very well um i come from the himalayan region in india 
so the very you know hiking trails or walking in the woods is um not something like very new for me and if, when i walk in the woods it feels like home but um i really like to walk around the clifton down area because it's you know it's huge and you can see uh, people you know uh, exercising or enjoying which is really nice and also you can see the cliff and the bridge and yeah i really like to be around there and also i love the harbor side walk because it's so colorful it's like it gives you the feeling of what true bristol looks like as we saw it in the pictures so yeah and i love walking around everywhere <laughs> Yeah, I agree. The Harborside Loop is actually um, a firm favorite of mine, just sort of along Wapping Wharf and and then the um, pubs at the other end. So that's a really good suggestion. Um, so you only started your degree recently. Have you found that the pandemic has affected you or your research um, so far in any significant way? Uh, definitely, the pandemic has changed a lot because. Um, so usually these um cdt of quantum engineering gets to uh, go to google and nasa to see their quantum computers to california and we could not go for that trip because we we cannot because of the pandemic so we missed that and also the experience of being together in the lab so we had some we could get into the lab luckily but just three people at a time or uh, also we have to get covid tests like twice a week to go into the office and you know poking your nose twice a week is kind of oh don't want to do it but it's really important so yeah we understand that uh, so yeah it has changed things just added some restrictions nothing is completely stopped but with some restrictions so yeah i feel like you know it would have been um way easier way different um if we did not have these restrictions but um i even like the way it is now because getting the test makes me feel safer that okay i don't have covid i can go into the lab and work and the person who is working with me in my work bubble does not have covid either for now so it's it's really reassuring and yeah because of the pandemic some things have changed but Uh, it's all right the world is changing and it's not forever that is a, a good way of of looking at it and in the face of the adversities that we have been facing with the pandemic but also just the regular challenges of starting a new degree you know in a new country um is there anything or anyone in particular that helps you to cope and that lifts your spirits when you um come to a new country to a new education system things are different and you don't know how much do you need to uh, you know what input is required from you to get um, some good grades or you know uh, what is expected out of you also the challenges like you feel that you know you you don't belong here and it's everything is different it kind of gives you an imposter syndrome sometimes where you feel like uh would you be able to do it or not everyone is so smarter than you uh, are you the dumbest person in the room and such things but i guess when you eventually like take your exams or you eventually complete the assignments and tick the boxes you feel like okay now this 
is what I have done. This is how much I have scored and I'm performing well. It is a reassurance and yeah, it motivates you to work further. And also talking to uh, your batchmates or especially your seniors, like the students who are in a senior year or have been through the same, same degree you're doing, they kind of uh, are very helpful. And when they share that they had the same anxiety at your place and you feel like, okay, so this is normal. Now you can move ahead with it. Um, I'm really glad you brought this up and that you uh, spoke about this imposter syndrome and feeling that you may not be uh, good enough because this it is a common feeling and thought amongst many postgraduate researchers. And you're giving really good advice, both in terms of focusing some of your successes, for example, in your case, doing well in a particular exam, uh, but certainly reaching out to someone who might be able to advise you and give you a different perspective. And actually usually um, suggest to postgraduate researchers to identify someone, another PGR, perhaps slightly further ahead from them, uh, slightly more senior than them, um, and reach out to them and say, would you mind having a coffee, a virtual coffee nowadays, or a yeah. chat with me? Because uh, that kind of conversation can really open up your horizons and, and make you see what the experience is like. That, like you said, a lot of people feel this way. And yeah, we say that doing a research degree is very much an apprenticeship. It, it's a learning process. So you go through the ups and downs, and it's important to to. Re- Remember that there are downs and there are moments of sort of feeling lower or feeling that you're not um, doing enough. So I think that's a really good suggestion, reaching out to someone else for that kind of conversation. It can be really uplifting and, and certainly make you feel less alone too. Yeah, that's that's really true. In fact, um, recently a um, seminar on imposter syndrome was conducted by Department of Physics. And when I joined it and I saw Many of my friends or classmates are also there. And I wonder, oh my God, like, you know, really everyone has it. And then I felt, you know, really, I know I should not feel good about it. That's so rude, but I actually felt good about it. Like, okay, I'm not the only one feeling this. So this is normal. This is fine. (laughs) I'm doing good. I, I like to call this a commiseration, and I think it, it I think it's a, an integral part of going through a, a research degree. Just spending some time with your peers and you know talking about the, the difficulties and the, and the more miserable, let's say, moments altogether, it can be really helpful and and really empowering too. Since we are since we're talking about um, also advice for others that might be uh, listening. I was wondering if you have any tips for any PGRs who might be feeling lonely at the moment due to the pandemic. What would you uh, advise them to do? Or is there anything you've tried that um, has helped you to to network and to build some connections? Uh, I guess um, when we feel lonely or we feel like, you know, it was because of the pandemic that we are stuck inside and now we cannot talk to people. Most of the times it is just in our head. So when we think, okay, it's pandemic, that's fine. If I just message someone, hello, they would reply back. So it's it's not like because of the pandemic, we cannot just you know meet anyone. If you want to meet anyone or talk to anyone, a simple text uh, would do the trick. Of course, like we do not have a lot of people. We cannot have uh, 
crowds to celebrate our success with or cry our sadness with but we can always have like one or two people around us maybe our flatmates or uh, someone from our support bubble with whom we can celebrate or cry so it's very important to uh, feel the emotions because even if it is a little thing you're happy about be happy about it because feeling the emotions makes you a human so you should just don't wait for you to be extremely sad and then you talk to someone you feel a little sad talk to someone you feel a little happy like celebrate so that's i think that's how i'm trying to cope up with it that's really good advice yeah don't don't dwell on it for too long I was going to ask you what do you enjoy doing when you aren't doing research, when you aren't in research mode? And you've already mentioned baking and, and running. Uh, is there anything else you enjoy doing? Well, yeah, I like to redecorate things in my room. So I always like change the setup, like not the heavy furniture, but my books and, you know, like some other things. So I like to decorate my room or arrange my pictures on my desk always differently and it gives me a feeling of um, achievement that i did something and yeah i also enjoy a bit of coloring and painting so i got all my stationery supplies filling the colors in life trying to um, stay positive and we get a lot of um, ups and downs and it's just fine like it's it's just feel it if it is a good day make it a good day if you think it's a bad day it's okay it's just a bad day so do something to make it better if it does not get any better then sleep it off you sound like a very creative uh, person jaya is there anything in particular you enjoy drawing do you have a theme or anything goes uh i don't know i like to mix things so everything i draw i like to include some stars or some planets to it it depends if i'm in a good mood i'll draw something happy uh, like you know a little girl with balloons or something or when i'm sad i'll draw something really sad and i can only sketch one eye i cannot sketch the other one so yeah i try to do that i try to write with my left hand i do all the stupid things i can find on internet to <laughs> you know <laughs> it's uh, past my time i would love to see one of your uh, drawings someday <laughs> sure sure <laughs> i will wrap things up with a question that might be potentially a little bit difficult um but what are your hopes and aspirations for your time in bristol i have heard a lot about bristol from everyone everyone is like oh you don't know how great is bristol you must you should see it when there's no pandemic it's wonderful it's lovely you have hot air balloons you have this that festivals and i'm really hoping to see it soon and academically hope to pursue my phd uh, with an impactful project and i want to uh, gain some industrial research exposure as well because uh, as in the cdt uh, training year we get to do two projects project a and b and my project a is on um, is academical research and for my second project i would like to you know uh, take a taste of uh, industrial research and then finalize uh, something for my phd i'm not sure yet but one thing i'm sure of is it will be good 
because I have seen all my seniors who have um, like, you know, who have completed their degrees from here and the cool things they are working on. So I'm really inspired and looking forward to be amongst one of them. Well, I hope you will have a, a very fulfilling experience. It certainly sounds like you have set up yourself in the best possible way for it. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Trying to. Now, thank you very much for joining me today, Jaya, and sharing your insights and, and experiences as a first-year postgraduate researcher. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be here. That was Jaya Sagar from the Quantum Engineering Center for Doctoral Training, spreading a positive message to our PGR listeners about celebrating your successes, staying connected to your PGR peers, and finding inspiration in scientific research. It's goodbye from me until our next episode. This is Elizabeth Mamali from the Bristol Doctoral College, and you are listening to PGRcast, Research in Times of Adversity.